What's up, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Jonathan Hood from ESPN Chicago, along with Brian Rhodes from ESPN West Palm. And uh, Gabe Neitzel, he left the house in Milwaukee about an hour ago on his way to Vegas. I don't think he's going to make it, bro. No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe he might have the Gabe ESPN Radio private jet, so maybe, but I think it's going to be tight. Well, he's going to go there because he wants me to take place uh, in Vegas with everybody else. The WrestleMania press conference is taking place uh, at the time that we are recording our podcast right here and right now. And you'll be able to comment live as it happens. When we get the information uh, from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas with Triple H and all the dignitaries from WrestleMania, we will comment on it. And you can comment on it, too. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com. Look for Good Karma Wrestling. We are growing by the week, thanks to you. But we can always use more subscribers on uh, YouTube for Good Karma Wrestling. Also, like, share, and subscribe to our podcast, the Good Karma Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, look for Good Karma Wrestling. We continue to grow uh, by the weeks, thanks to you. And make sure you right. tell people we're talking wrestling every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific Live, right here on Good Karma Wrestling. Yeah, uh, quite a week in wrestling. Uh, it's mania season. It's pretty fun, no? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, more so than anything else. I mean, before we even start about the, the lead topic, it's something we talked about, bro. It's at the end of 2023. I said, guys, 2024 is going to be amazing. If you are a young uh, person that, or an old person that's putting together documentaries, this would be a great documentary for 2024. Every week there's something in wrestling, whether it's the Vince scandal, whether it's the growth of TNA, whether it's WWE, whether it is The Rock, whether it's AEW and their growth, Mercedes Monet. Every week there's something. This year, 2024, is already off to a bang. We're not even at the end of February yet, and we've had dozens of stories in pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, all those stories you mentioned, Okada is a free agent. Like, Okada might just pop up in a company one day, which is insane. One of the best wrestlers in the world. TNA is changing presidents this week. All of this is happening. You said not even midway through February. It's February 8th. We're barely in February, and all this is happening already. So this is just amazing time. And as, again, when we get the information about what's happening with the WrestleMania main event, we will talk about it. But in the meantime, we can still talk about this, bro. It's our lead story. I think you're muted, sir. I think you're muted. How about that? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> we found out Friday night, maybe not finishing the story yet, but WWE not quite announcing matches. We think it's Rock versus Roman. Is that the right move? Well, let's start from the beginning with this story. The original plan was supposed to be Cody versus Roman 2. Mm -hmm. That was the original plan. The other plan was for CM Punk to win the Elimination Chamber and then go on to take on Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Yes. CM Punk got hurt. Everything's up for grabs. And then The Rock, as we come to find out over the last seven days since we were together, kind of strong-armed the WWE and said, yeah, I'll wrestle, but I want to be in, in the main event at WrestleMania. Now, does this go lock and step with him being part of TKO for him to say that? Is it because of his relationship with, with Hunter? I'm not sure what it is, bro. It's, but The Rock says, I'll come back. But I got to be in the main event against Roman. And also, reportedly, that decision comes before the Royal Rumble. Before they decide that Cody's going to win that Rumble, The Rock makes that decision. Not everyone is locked in there. And they do it on Friday where they still haven't announced the match. Even Monday, they had the promos where they sort of drop hints, but still no actual announcement. Monday Night on Raw, we heard Rocky sucks chants. Did you ever think we'd hear that chant again? No, just the 90s. I just thought, right. 
you know, with, with all the streamers and the crazy hair, that's when I thought that we'd see uh, Die Rocky Die and the Rocky chant, uh, Rocky Sucks chants. That just shows you how strong the movement is for hashtag we want Cody. Mm -hmm. It was amazing in St. Louis how people got behind Cody Rhodes and said, we want Cody. What happened on Friday Night SmackDown was just amazing to me, bro. It's because, okay, so Cody Rhodes, yes, he's been, he, Seth Rollins talked to him about, mm -hmm. hey, maybe you should consider wrestling me because this is the real World's Heavyweight Championship, which I balk at, by the way. It's not necessarily the real World's Championship like Terry Funk or Bruno San Martino. It's a nice job. I understand. It's as if I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, it's not. I mean, I consider Seth Rollins, as you know, the real world champion. Yeah. Because I see him every week, whether it's a promo or in the ring. But the idea that he's selling Cody on, hey, my championship, yeah, it's just like Dusty <laughs> Rhodes. What well, he won it three times in the NWA. It's like, well, that's bullshit. But I understand the sentiment. Well, it's wrestling logic. You have to understand that. And that's the thing. Like, coming off that Seth promo, when we talked a week ago, we were like, you know what? There are some seeds planted there. And we were sort of leaning saying, hey, if they go the Cody-Seth route, we were okay with it. But then Friday night, the way they do things where Rock comes out, Cody and him chat, and then Cody just walks out. Like, it's just made Cody look so bad. To the point when WWE, the video they've posted, which is the most disliked WWE YouTube video ever, reposted it and cut out the part where Cody walks away. We don't need to see that. Just to stare down between The Rock and Roman. Like, it's very odd the way they did it Friday night. And the reason, again, this is all because of CM Punk. He's always oh, the problem. Always the problem, right? AEW, the problem. WWE, you think you're getting a healthy CM Punk? He gets hurt. And But here's the thing that I think that Triple H was thinking. Not only was The Rock saying, yeah, I'll come back for the first time in 12 years and wrestle, but I need to be in the main event. Well, everybody loved The Rock in San Diego for that first Raw, didn't they? Bro, mm -hmm. it's still, you, you recall this, right? He's talking about where should I eat in San Diego, the bar, the table, or should I you know, be at the head of the table, that whole thing. And the, the crowd roared like yes uh -huh. be at the table take on roman but now all of a sudden because cody needs to finish his story people are solid behind cody this is just an amazing time because the rock i don't think he cares i don't think he cares whether or not he is booed or cheered in this scenario i don't think he cares i don't because, because what else does he have black adam didn't work <laughs> right like his movies didn't work so healer babyface he's in the mix he's gonna get paid but he is such a prominent figure now that doesn't take hard stances either way. I feel like he's one of those guys that wants to be liked. But then today on McAfee, he was leaning in on being a heel. He talked about the Cody crybabies and how yes. people, you know, like, oh, someone wants to have sex. Nope, gotta, gotta, Cody's got to finish the story. Want to play catch? Nope, got to watch Cody. He's <laughs> leaning in on that. It just seems so unlike him. And there's no way he expected this. I mean, the music hits Friday and that place has the roof blow off of it. So it's fine then, but then also it's like, wait, this is what we're doing? It was just bad booking the way they did it. Like, Cody looks dumb right now is the issue for me. Well, I mean, he's the ultimate baby face, and you don't want a dumb baby face. Right. But, but here's the hope. Uh, as we monitor what's happening at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, maybe there's a change there that happened. It's uh, Pat McAfee, it's Big E, CM Punk, and Michael Cole, according to C.J. Taylor, who's, uh, who's watching us and monitoring this at the same time. And we uh, some updates from Sean Ross Sapp said mixed reactions from people. Cody got booed, then Cody chants. Roman mixed reaction. Rock mixed reaction. The Rock Roman face off, though, heavily booed. So everyone's united on that. 
Okay. All right. So I mean that that is the case. But but here's people wanted Roman versus Rock initially. Yeah. You do recall this, like it's not a fever dream, right? This is exactly <laughs> what the people wanted. They want to see this because they want to see the Rock knock Roman out because they got tired of seeing Roman as a Universal Champion and the Rock coming through. Now I'm here to tell you if that match still comes through, if that's still going to be a thing, Brian Rowitz. I'm here to tell you that. Um, uh, that the Rock is not winning that match. See he's not winning that match. He's fifty-one. And the other thing is, too, the last two times we saw the Rock Russell, he got hurt. You remember? Yes. That, right? that is accurate. That does happen. But they also were willing to put all their eggs in the CM Bunk Punk basket, and we know what happens every time he wrestles. So it's the same boat there. The way this week has been going, I would not rule out the Rock leaving Philly as a world champion. But then to do what? Is he making the towns of Des Moines? It's Roman. I mean, no, but I'm just saying. Like, at, at least Roman can give you a match and can stay healthy. I'm just, I just believe that every time that we see The Rock, The Rock gets hurt. As a matter of fact, last time we saw him 12 years ago in the ring, he got hurt and he just tore up his whole side where he could not film Hercules for like another month, month and a half because of the injury, right? And so, listen, I mean, it's more than cardio. It's more yes. than stretching. It's more than working out. It is a, a physical battle for at least 20 minutes because it can't be 10. It can't be Goldberg now. Right. It can be 20, 25 minutes because that's the way The Rock wants it. And so if he becomes champion, that guy will be on the shelf. At least yeah. healthy. Is that is that not fair? I think it's fair. Eric Collins in the comments says, you know, with it being in Philly, we could see the two of them getting booed during that match. My only rebuttal to that, I've seen a lot of that reaction where Cody is sort of getting that Daniel Bryan treatment, that Yeslemania. But back then, there was no alternative. Like, wrestling fans wanted Daniel Bryan because there was nothing else. We were watching WWE each and every week. There was nowhere else to go. I wonder how many of those vocal fans that push for their guy don't even watch Mondays and Fridays anymore and aren't even there at WrestleMania. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, but, you know, the thing about WrestleMania is it's just it's for the diehards and the novice fan that drops in. This is sure. why this is why when Gabe says that Royal Rumble is his favorite event is because that's kind of for the wrestling fan. Yep. Uh, but the but WrestleMania is for everybody. So that's that's actually an interesting point. Um, but I, I just think that I wonder about not just the four that we've been talking about a lot of with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes and Roman and Rock. I wonder about Damian Priest, and, and I wonder about Drew McIntyre, the troll. Yes. Like, 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 so these guys, they just can't just be partially on the side of the stake. They, right. I mean, somehow Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest have to work their way into this between now and WrestleMania. I wonder how that works by the time we get to Elimination Chamber and then WrestleMania. I mean, Drew continues to shine, like an awesome job by him talking about the logic and like sort of pushing Cody, like, no, no, you want to challenge Roman so he can challenge Seth. Then even the dig when Seth's like, I've already beaten you twice. Well, Cody's beating you twice. He's been awesome. Priest is just a lost cause at this point. Like, I expect him to cash in on Dragunov and win the NXT title. That's what I expect <laughs> at this point. <laughs> what is that? Did you say <laughs> Why is he not cashed in? <laughs> well, he's waiting for the right time. Uh, Cashing on Gunther then. Maybe the Intercontinental Champion. How about the world champion sitting there with one leg after getting headbutted and laid out in the ring? How, isn't that a right time? I know in your perfect world, he's cashing on Rhea. That's what there you, you go. You, you, you want that. In. I'm in. <laughs> See, that's what you want, which is ridiculous. Um, uh, CJ Taylor says that CM Punk on, on commentary 
as one of the um the hosts commentators saying that CM Punk is leaning in to uh him being passed up by the rock in 2013 and saying that I'm not happy, but I understand box office when he talks about rock versus Roman. Yes, Hollywood will be watching, but you know what? Hollywood will be watching anyway, even yeah. if the was not there based on the popularity of the WWE. I mean, Punk with his promo with Cody before the Rumble told him this was going to happen. Like he said, hey, you're going to get passed up by, you know, Hollywood, by The Rock. Like he called it weeks ago. But also he's the same guy that left the company because of this happening. That, that Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because the doctors did not take care of him. Yeah. And, and that, the, that part too. The idiot son-in-law and, and all the other stuff that you've <laughs> mentioned to uh, Cole Cabana on that podcast. Yeah. Good podcast. So, so, so here we are, bro. So it is uh, Paul Heyman being interviewed by Byron Saxton. And so they're stretching this thing out. So we probably should start to go and at least delve into number one sure. and our top three. And then we'll keep our eyes on exactly what the WWE is going to do with this main event at WrestleMania. So what's number one for our, our topics on Good Karma Wrestling? Well, we talked about the news coming left and right each and every day. This week on Wednesday, TNA's parent company Anthem announced Scott Demore's contract has been terminated. Meltzer reporting Demore was looking to increase budget. Anthem rejected that. Is there reason for concern when it comes to TNA right now? Did some intel on this story. And again, we're monitoring what's happening in WWE. So if you're not a TNA fan, don't leave. Hang on. We're just giving you all the stories from wrestling. So don't, so don't leave us here on YouTube and uh, on the podcast. So here's the intel that I, I was um, told the other day. <sighs> Scott Demore did a lot for TNA. And you could see through social media that the wrestlers and starts with Moose, the TNA champion, um, is crestfallen at the fact that Scott Demore was let go by TNA. So the talent's not happy about it. Jordan Grace also very vocal on Twitter. I saw it. I mean, all, all the all, all the wrestlers, the the men and women of TNA, uh, the wrestlers are upset. I can't say the same for the front office okay. of, of TNA, and the reason why is because from what I was told the other day, bro, it's it was um, too much Scott Demore. It wasn't. It shouldn't have been all about him. It should have been about the growth of TNA. But ultimately, Scott Demore was balling on a shoestring budget, the best that he could. Because Anthem looked at this as a pet project and not real. People think that Tony Khan and AEW is just something that oh, he's, it's just kind of a hobby. No, this is a serious business for him. But for Anthem, until they get uh, try to get themselves into a real streaming and TV deal, it feels like a pet project, at least in North America. Sure. Not, not in Canada, not in other places, but it feels like that in North America. But the issue right now for me is there felt like there was some buzz and momentum. Like, even with a shoestring budget, you were getting Osprey for a few matches. You had Okada there. You were able to sign Trinity. Like, they seem to be going in the right direction, and this feels like it might result in a step backwards. I, I I think so, but we'll, we're going to find out. I guess here's the thing. With the new uh, person in place, Ciccone, I believe his name is, is the new CEO for TNA, Anthony Ciccone, or Sissoni, I believe is how it's pronounced. He is the new CEO of, um, of Impact Wrestling. What I was told about Scott Demore internally is, is that it was way too much Scott Demore, too much about him and not enough about the company. And here's a couple examples of that. We talk about this all the time in wrestling, where what happens um, behind the scenes sometimes comes in front of the camera or an extension of your personality uh, is turned up to 10 or 11. You and I both saw the matchup with Josh Alexander against Will Ospreay. 
and we and a great match. It's already a match of the year candidate, and we're not even in so late, you know. <laughs> right. the, yeah, it was amazing because you're coming off the pay per view hard to kill. Your TV is Osprey against Yasa Alexander. I told you to watch that match. We both saw it. What was the aftermath of that? It it was yeah. Scott Demore out there talking about this is TNFNA, and he's right. screaming into a mic, and it's kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's their moment. And the reason why that, that sucked is because of all people, Will Ospreay said, I'm a TNA kid. Right. Like, I love TNA. I grew up with TNA. Who says that? But Will Ospreay's from the UK. He goes, this is what I grew up with. I love TNA. I'm leaving the company, but I just want you to know TNA is great. That's how you leave. That's right. how you leave. Like, I put Josh Alexander over, and I love TNA. But here's the problem, bro. It's, the problem is, is that Scott DeMore came out there bellowing on the mic talking about, that's right, this was a great match. This is TNFNA. Also at Hard to Kill. Saw that pay-per-view as well. How many times we see Scott DeMore? Right. Like, like two or three times. I know they have new partnerships. That's fine. You want to do it once? That's fine. He kept coming out there talking about, well, we've got this new relationship with uh, New Japan or whatever it was. It was kind of like it was too much. And so I think that internally they said, all right, Scott, you know what? We appreciate what you've done. We're going to hand it over to someone who's been in the company in Anthem for 15 years in Chicone, and so they move forward. So, yes, I know that Scott DeMore did a lot for TNA, but at the same time, it was way too much internally for the company to handle. Here's your WWE presser latest update. The WWE and Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, they've partnered up to launch WWE Speed, a new weekly series that will showcase timed matches coming in April. So I saw some of this. It was on social, something like that. It was it, it was kind of uh, dark matches, and okay. and the concept is is that you're supposed to get a pinfall in I think five like minutes, five or less. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So so, so ultimately the attitude era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ultimately Vince Russo's book of this. <laughs> so more wrestling to consume. That's what I'm hearing. That's why, you know, TNA, you know, I think that with WWE Speed, that sounds like, all right, let's see some of the young talent. How can they impress us in five minutes? Because they think that we don't have a long intention span anyway. So five minutes or less. Remember the three minutes or less thing with uh, Eric Bischoff? Uh-huh. You recall that? Was it a tag team? Was it a wrestler? Maybe it was yeah, like- with uh, Rosie or yeah, who yeah. mentioned Rosie and uh, Jamal? That's it. Yeah. That- and it, well, they they had to wrestle in three minutes, or you get impressed yeah. in three minutes, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I, I guess it. it's something. I get it. I get it. So, because they could just showcase young talent, and you see him for five minutes, like okay, that guy's over or she's over. So um, Triple H right now has got the microphone. My God, when I see him, he looks more and more like Dana White. It's crazy. <laughs> he's got the. He's got the. Thank you, Eric Collins. Three minute warning. That's what it was. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so more and more we see Triple H with the open collar, like he's Dana White, and he's got the jacket on. He's does he have the glasses on though? That's usually an important part. No, he's just walking around. All right, no hey, box no, score to look at. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> no, he said no box score. He's just he's just there, just walking around uh, in front of the crowd. That's what he's doing right now. We're monitoring it. Yeah, he's just, just walking around, just saying stuff. But that's the latest on TNA. And so you're, I agree with you. Uh, that it is for sure that um, TNA does have some momentum, but their their issue is is that they need to be able to invest in themselves in North America. Even uh, the NWA uh, debuted on the CW network. I actually downloaded the app. Wow! And, and their TV looks good. It looks 
you know, it's, it's funny, and you know television way better than I do. Somehow, some way on the app, these shows look much better on the app than it does on regular TV. Why do I have these squares in the house? These these big things with the light on it. Like, when, when it looks better on my phone than it does actually on the TV. We're all digital now. That's the thing with TNA is, like, I watch these matches, and I'll watch them on YouTube, but I see the buzz. I wish I could easily find them on TV. Like, it is way too hard. Until they get there, I don't think they're really legit. But the more companies we have doing well as wrestling fans, that's the way to go. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately, as we sometimes laugh at the NWA, it's better now because EC3 is a champion. But they're actually ahead of the game because they found themselves on the CW platform. They have to prove themselves so they can get on the main TV. NXT is going to be on CW in the fall, Mm -hmm. the the actual network TV. But for the NWA, that's a step up from YouTube. Hey, we're going to build, be part of the sports entertainment brand of CW Network. And we're on their app every week, and they're giving us this whole page to put all our, our archive footage on it. Yeah, pretty good. That's a, that's more than what TNA is doing, and that's why they're falling behind, at least in that regard. That is true. Number two, last night we saw the latest chapter in Hangman and Swerve, a 30-minute draw where Hangman says, nope, you don't get five more minutes. And we find out Revolution, a triple threat match with Samoa Joe for the world title. Is Hangman and Swerve the best rivalry in AEW history? Oh, history. That's a oh, that's something. Five years. <sighs> that's, I mean, yeah, so let's think about that, Broads, for a second, because we saw a lot of um, Kenny Omega. We saw a lot of um, of Kenny Omega and his matches. Jer- Jericho, um, CM Punk, and uh, and MJF. Yep. I mean, I would say that definitely it's in the it's in the team photo, and and I the say, other ones I have written down also. Bucks and Lucha Bros, I feel like you could never go wrong with that. Maybe there wasn't like a story, but like yeah. anytime you put them in the ring. Yeah. And goes back a little bit, but Britt and Thunder Rosa, before yeah. all the real life stuff, like that was yeah. a pretty fun storytelling with them. Well, it might be a, a good idea maybe for them to come back in the ring together and make some money. Yeah. But that's not how they do it in AEW. No, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Okay. All right, I don't have to at least see you in the locker room. I'll just come to town. Like, so you're not going to make any money. That's how they do it in AEW. You don't put personal issues, don't draw money uh, in AEW, unlike how Jerry Jarrett said it about the Memphis territory. Personal issues draw money, huh? And, but but in Memphis, but not in AEW. Um, so um, I would say that that definitely, it's it's been not just a feud, a blood feud. I mean, I mean think about it. Hangman Page drank the blood. <laughs> of of, uh, of Swerve Strickland and that match that we saw Wednesday from Phoenix. And by the way, shout out to you, Phoenix. Boy, you talk about loud and into every match. That's not necessarily a starved area for wrestling. They get their share of wrestling in that in that area, but they were hot for that Dynamite on Wednesday. And I'll tell you, bro, it's I think that that has to be at least in the top three of feuds to the point where when you see it, you want to see more because you feel like there's more to it. 30-minute classic. And I'll tell you something that AEW needs to consider. You have to do one or the other. Either not have time cues or have always have time cues. When you, you get here, Justin Roberts say, 25 minutes in, right? Five minutes remaining. Okay, so you're groaning at that point, right? You're like, ah, right. 25 minutes this is going to go to a draw. Either don't say anything like WWE or always give me how I grew up, five minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes elapsed. 15 minutes a lap, that kind of thing, right? You don't just just whisper in the mic, five minutes remaining. <laughs> Whoa, five minutes? Right. Did he say five? What did he say? And so you knew it was going to be a draw, but you thought you were going to get an extra five minutes and you never yeah. got it. Well, that's the thing. So going into this match, 
I didn't really want there to be another chapter. Like we saw Hangman win or lose the first two. Swerve was two and out. You told the story because I felt like Hangman winning and then making it two one. It would have been cheap. It would have hurt Swerve's momentum. For them to do what they did last night, it feels like they're flipping both of them. Like Hangman seems sort of heelish by saying, "No, you didn't beat me. You had your shot." Swerve leaning into being a face, and that's not something I expected. And I was that impressed by what they did last night in the ring. Yeah, that's a double turn in yeah. real. We always think the famous uh, turn of Bret Hart and uh, Steve Austin in Chicago. We always see that as a double turn. But that what we saw right there, bro, it was people are just in the swerve. I mean, yeah. I mean, just I want you to just think logically. Okay, so someone creeps into your house when you're not there, and your kids are there. Yeah. There is Swerve Strickland uh, whispering into your kid's ear about what they're going to do to you, the dad. And somehow, some way, you're the asshole. Right. <laughs> like, you. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, you came into my house, talked to my kids about what you're going to do to me, and I'm the baby face? Yeah, that's wrestling fan logic, I feel like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, like somehow, some way, in 2024, Hangman Page is the bad guy for that. <laughs> but, like, okay, so once again, you lean into it. You lean into it. And Swerve Strickland, and I've heard him uh, interviewed several times this week leading into our show. Man, he's about, he goes, he made the quote, he goes, I can't control what wrestling fans like and don't like. I'm still just me. I, I do heelish things. Uh, it's funny, he was asked on uh, on Busted Open this week, it's like, where'd you get your persona from? He goes, Wesley Snipes, Blade. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, yeah, he goes, because the way he walks, and like the stuff in his, his mouth and that kind of thing. And that's like, he goes in the hair, he goes, and I, the way I approach life, it's kind of slowly, kind of smooth. He goes, yeah, I'm pretty much Wesley Snipes. That's really my persona. Wow, uh, okay. It, yeah, it's, which it opened my eyes. I'm like, yep, I've seen enough Snipes movies to think that. That's interesting. Because uh, you got that, that feeling has to come from somewhere, right? right? So that's what, but people like him. It's not just Nana and the dance. They like Swerve too. And that match was a banger, man. I mean, so hard hitting. I mean, there's some moves there and I'm just like, boy, you're going to do a dead eye on the, on the table. Yep. Brother, brother, let me tell you. <laughs> um, well, uh, updating you on what's happening in front of 10,000 people at uh, T-Mobile Arena for this uh, WWE press conference. Triple H made the comment, according to CJ Taylor, this is the new era of WWE. You ain't seen nothing yet. Does that answer what's happening at WrestleMania? Oh, yes. They are milking this thing. Brother, you better come up with the main event right now. Now, maybe there's going to be an angle on this show, bro, it's, uh, to find out what's happening. But for Triple H to go out there and just do a TED Talk uh, <laughs> and not announce the main event is uh, is not cool at this point. And now Bianca's out there. like They're just milking it. It was a free event. People showed up. Maybe they'll stick around and go to Henderson this weekend. <laughs> collision. Check out collision. Yes. Yeah. Collision. Uh, Bianca Belair is in the qualifying match for Elimination Chamber. Okay. All right. It's, it's, it's what I expected. She's looking good. Uh, Rhea Ripley is going to speak coming up next. And so they're just making a whole show out of this thing. But we didn't need this. We, they have shows on Monday nights and Friday nights. They have two shows where they could do all of this. Let me tell you, the WWE, the new WWE is trying to take out, cut out the legs of Good Karma Wrestling, knowing that we're on at 4 Pacific, <laughs> knowing that we're on at 4 Pacific. He goes, you know, hey, uh, put it on now. Uh. And so that's what he's doing, trying to cut the legs and the momentum off of this show. That's what's happening. So 
All right, so Michael Cole is um, is introducing Rhea Ripley coming up next. But it, as far as as the uh, AW and that matchup, though, man, I, hopefully it just doesn't culminate only at, at Revolution. I kind of think it will. But here's a, a side topic, and we'll, we'll probably get to this later this month. But I'm going to bring it up now regarding Swerve. Swerve's got the momentum. Mm-hmm. Small Joe, cold as champion. Cold? Yeah, a little bit. I don't need to see him out there wrestling every week. And we do see him in, in promos and stuff like that. But it sounds like, it feels like Swerve could be the champion out of this three-way dance. And it's kind of like, I didn't see Samoa Joe as a transitional champion. Did you? No, not at all. But Joe sort of feels like an afterthought because of how good Hangman and Swerve is. Where Joe's just the other guy that they're chasing. And I think you can do it where Swerve pings Hangman and like that's how the night ends. Well, I guess I say that, but they're probably not ending that night. I, I imagine Sting's main eventing. You know, I don't know the answer to that, uh, which is another question. Uh, <laughs> what we saw at the ending of Dynamite last night. So, well, first of all, Sting and Darby Allen being the AEW Tag Team Champions, um, they, for a tag team that we didn't believe in at the beginning, through the spoken word, through the promo, I thought that Bill and uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks were getting over. Yeah, that was the best big build that we've seen since WWE. That was so good. That boss man slam when he catches Darby midair, like <laughs> that was insane. Brother. And that's the other thing for AEW. <laughs> we talk a lot going into the pay per views of, all right, yes, we know it's going to deliver. They just threw everything together. We have what four title matches already set a month out from the pay per view. Yeah. We know it's going to be a triple threat match. We know it's going to be Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks, Tony versus Perazzo, and Orange versus Roddy. Like. They're actually giving us some time to build some stories, and we got to give them credit for that. I do like that because this is a heavy criticism that AEW gets a lot. It's just matches, but they are building towards something. Again, they got to keep it interesting, keep it fresh all the way throughout the month of February to get to Revolution, but it's it's cool. But I think it's a question that we're going to have to be asking ourselves between now and Revolution is if if Sting and Darby Allin are the AEW Tag Team Champions – and Sting's last match is against the Young Bucks. You saw the beatdown. My God, Bucks. That was awesome. But Okay, all right, that's fine. Sting's 64 years old. You don't have to keep laying it in. For God's sakes, don't do that. You're just pumping the right hands into the forehead. You took out his, his sons. I'm yeah, like, Young Sting took it also. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're giving it to Young Sting. You're making Darby bleed. And by the way, the essence of wrestling, the old school, put on a white suit, make uh-huh. someone bleed, the blood's all over you. It's the best. Happened to Jim Cornette once upon a time. Like he had a white suit on, bled through the. He, <laughs> that old story about Jim Cornette. <laughs> he cut himself, bro. He cut himself, and he, and it was cool in the studio in TBS. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Ah, I cut myself, and I'm not bleeding. God, I gotta do it some more. I gotta do it some more. God damn it!" And so, and then he, he just now he bleeds a gusher right through that white suit. And Dusty Rhodes is producing in the back. And then Jim Cornette goes, how was it? And Dusty says, I said a little color, kid. Just a little color. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't bleed. Goddamn. I couldn't bleed. It was too cool in the studio. (laughs) I said a little color. Baby, I said a little color. A little. That that main event was, I love the end of that show last night. Like the Bucks as heels is really working, especially as like the snarky EVPs. AEW going well right now. It's fun to yep. watch. Last night was an awesome show. Saturday was great. Like it's been a lot of fun. But bro, it's but 
my my what I was getting to is is asking you. And when Gay's back on here, we got to make this a question. Bucks beat Sting and Darby at Revolution? I think so. Oh, Sting's last match, he loses. But what, the alternative is him and Darby win, and they just, what, put up the belts after? <sighs> okay, if this is going to happen, bro, it's, then here's how it's going to work. You notice that Ric Flair is conspicuous by his absence. Yeah, he's been uh, not around. Ric Flair comes down in Greensboro. He screws Sting because Ric Flair's a heel, as we well know. Even though he gets cheered, he's still a heel. And he screws Sting in the last match. Now, here's the thing. It's not like Sting can get his comeuppance against Flair. Flair's not going to get a match. He can't go 15 (laughs) with Sting. But I think that... But Flair would try. Don't tempt him. He would try. He'd be on the the match for 12 of the 15 minutes, but he'd be (laughs) on the ground. Sir, it's time to get up, sir. Sir, it's time for the finish. Okay, Andrade. All right, brother. Um, but here's the thing, though. It's like if you're going to put the titles on him, that means I got a feeling that Sting and Darby lose. Yeah. And Revol- and, but you don't want the crowd to feel that way. Sting built the house. You want people to go, ah, oh, Sting. Oh, Sting lost. Yeah, but he can still get his send-off. Darby can get on the mic and curse at the crowd and tell them to cheer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a good way to add to the Bucks' heel also. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I just think that if – because it ain't nothing else that's building that house. It's, yeah. it's maybe Swerve, sure. But when they found out Sting's going to have his last match in Greensboro, that's when the ticket sales went through the roof. Yeah, WrestleTix said they released new tickets this week. Yeah, that's that's a special. I wish I was there to see that. I, I've invested so much time in Sting since I was in high school. To see where he is right now is, is really cool for Sting. I just uh, I wonder about that match, though. I mean, don't you want people to celebrate Sting? I mean, yeah. they still will, but in a loss, that very well could be. That would be his first loss in AEW if they fall short. Also, some of these Sting dives. Uh, I don't know. We're going to be doing this every week, uh, old Stinger. The last night's was close. He almost overshot the landing there. I mean, he's 64. I swear to you, kids, kids, I'm just telling you right now, this is not some deathmatch wrestler. Sting <laughs> never did this in TNA, did not do this in WWE, couldn't. Um, did not do this in Mid-South or UWF or the NWA or WCW. He never did any of these things. He was a stationary wrestler that would dive through the ropes every now and then. But he would not do that. And so that's what's surprising. The other thing about that, Matt, the main event, he comes out with colored face paint? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes, for sure. Could you imagine? <laughs> sure. You, you think he's going to look like his, his, his son? Just clean? clean <laughs> no. Clean and... I was the different colors, the old, the original thing. <laughs> oh, oh, flat top, blonde thing? That's not now bad. we're talking. I don't know if his hair can do that, but we could try it. Could you imagine a buzz cut now on Sting, flat top? He looked like a weirdo, like he did now, as a matter of fact. Uh, in the press conference, Becky Lynch tells Rhea that she's going to win uh, Elimination Chamber and take Rhea's title at WrestleMania 40. Why do I have a feeling? I'll call it now. Rhea retains at WrestleMania. I'm fine with that. I also will add, in terms of those women matches, I feel awful for them because they're going to get so lost in the shuffle right now. Yeah, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out a couple weeks ago what if there's a women's match that would main event this WrestleMania. And I'm thinking, no, like not top, at this point. Like the opener, yeah, but main event, no. Well, I think so. We'll sort of add on and move on to the next question. Assuming we're still going Rock Roman to main event, how does WWE book their way out of this one? Okay, 
How should WWE book their way out of Rock versus Roman? Okay. Well, here's here's what I look at here. The only way that you can do this is somehow Cody Rhodes at this press conference says, I changed my mind. I want I want in on this match, and it's a three-way dance. But then it's like, well, who does Seth work with? Seth could right. work with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre could win the Elimination Chamber if he's in it. That I mean, that's a way to do it. And and Damian Priest, and again, it's kind of like two things. It's weird. How does Cody Rhodes have the opportunity to take on Roman by winning the Royal Rumble and not take on Roman? How is that Damian Priest is Money in the Bank winner and yet, but yet can't seem to get himself in a position to ca- to cash in on somebody? Clearly, it had to be on Seth. Right. So. You know, I, I think that the only way that this works for me is a three-way dance. And actually, that would be good for Rock because Rock against Roman, that won't get the job done because you know Rock is not going to be – it's not like he won't be in shape. It's just that he hasn't wrestled in 12 years. This isn't like Austin uh, KO, uh, Kevin Owens, where Austin is just punching and kicking his way through the arena. That was fine you know, because he didn't have to worry about actually wrestling. It was a fight. It was a skirmish. It was a schmaz. But as far as The Rock, Rock against Roman has to be a wrestling match. And I'm not sure if The Rock can hold up, be honest, in the match. Yeah, I think that's fair. So a couple other options I'll give you for Mania. What if it's, and I saw someone tweet this out, where Rock's like, hey, you didn't read the contract. The Rock's the special referee to make sure there's no bloodline interference. It still is Roman versus Cody, and The Rock's the ref. Okay, but Rock wants, says he wants in a WrestleMania. He wants to wrestle at WrestleMania. You mean, how, how do you keep him out of the match? So the other odd thing is Roman does both nights. It's Roman Cody night one. Cody finishes the story. He's the champ. Night two is Roman Rock with no title involved. Yeah, I've I've heard that as well. I've I've heard that like Roman working two nights. Well, you kind of built this house, you right. know, as the champion. I mean, I, I what if Roman sa- says to Rock, okay, let's you and I have our match for the head of the table. Yeah, not, but not the title. Or does the title have to leave first on night one, like you said, and then the head of the table night two? And that way, like like Cody said in his promo, I want to take everything from you. Mm-hmm. He says he wants to take everything from you. So I don't believe that uh, Cody's leading the Samoans uh, <laughs> and leading that, that bloodline. I don't think that's happening. Well, uh, then to add to that, because Cody also said, hey, it's not going to be at Mania. Is it in Perth? At 7 a.m. Eastern, does the Roman run end at the hands of Cody? Cody goes into Mania as the champion, or does he have to win it at Mania? Well, I mean, that's why the verbiage was confusing. Yes. Or just kind of like, okay, so not this WrestleMania, so then when? SummerSlam? Right. And, and by the way, I, I'm on the record, because I've said this before, bro, it's I am um, patient enough to wait for Cody to tell the story. Mm-hmm. I understand that the impatient wrestling fan says, no, Cody needs to win yesterday. Okay, well, actually, all of this would have been solved if Cody won to start with last yeah. WrestleMania. This would not be an issue. But no, Vince, it was Vince's idea to stretch it out because he wanted to have two main events. It's different today, though, bro. It's, you know why? It's not like, well, if if Cody loses this WrestleMania, I'm talking about last year, mm-hmm. then we do a return 365 days later and we'll be able to make more money from it. No, no, no. The money's already there. It's WrestleMania. It doesn't matter who's on the top. People are coming out. See, it's it's not like Us, uh, Jay Uso against Roman in Detroit, where it was not sellout, 
right? right? It wasn't that. But for WrestleMania, everyone's coming. So I don't know why Vince thought it was best to delay it because no matter what, either that night or coming up in Philadelphia, people are going to sell it out and be part of it no matter who is in the main event. And that's what I'll also add, like with everyone we've seen this past week, it is BS to say the WWE planned all this. And they knew the reaction was going to be this. And, you know, The Rock leading it. Like, they swore The Rock would come out there. You get that moment, you got that reaction. There's no way they anticipated this reaction. No, this is all because of Punk. It's all because of Punk, because they had it all lined up. Punk was going to win the Elimination Chamber. uh, And and so then he was going to take on Seth. And by the way, so then night one, CM Punk would be able to get his dream, to be able to be the event of WrestleMania. And now... Like he said in his promo, it feels like he's cursed or the event's cursed. Every time I try, either I'm cut off or I'm hurt, and I only have the opportunity. It's funny because Mark Henry said the same thing. He goes, all the time I was in the WWE, four times I was hurt right before WrestleMania and uh-huh. could not. And, and, and you know how much that sucks. One, it's a big stage, but two, you miss out on the money. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, you already get your contract, but the extra WrestleMania payday that you get from it, right? And so that that bothered Henry still to this day. He's emotional about it. He goes, man, I worked hard. All those damn house shows, up and down the roads, away from my family. But the culmination of it is to be able to get to WrestleMania, win, lose, or draw, just to be on hard. And then he got hurt three or four times. No, that sucks. And that's the thing with the Cody stuff is like, I hate being told like by the story, like, hey, just assuming wrestling fans are stupid. Like, we saw Cody win the Rumble, point at Roman, and say, I'm coming for you. Like, why all of a sudden, like, oh, no, I'm going to walk away now. Like, Dwayne's got it. Like, and maybe they're going to tell it. And, yes, we're being impatient right now. And you Monday, you still had a little bit of seed planning. It just, there's so many holes right now that I'm hoping they're able to tie those loose ends. Maybe at this press conference that ends in the next four hours. Maybe because <laughs> is coming up next. I mean, so, so, bro, here's how it goes. It's like this. If they're going to move forward with this, with Roman versus Rock, this is going to be booed like Batista toward the end or, yeah. or like that, that kind of thing at, the, at Madison Square Garden. Like when the, when the crowd is smart and we all are smart now because everything's in the open. Uh-huh. And if you're going to put that match out there and, and, and push it through anyway, like you want to have that kind of moment in Philadelphia, that's fine. Or you can fix it on the fly. Yeah, you know, this this whole thing where Cody Rhodes says not now. Okay, so if he's involved in this match now in the three-way dance, it also makes him look stupid too because you just said on SmackDown uh, in Birmingham, you're like, yeah, you know what, I, I do want to shot at you for the championship, but not now. Right. Not, not, well, why not now? <laughs> See how bad the explanation was? Yeah. All they want to do is just sweep Cody under the rug so we can get that face-to-face with Roman against Rock. That's all people, that's all WWE, that's all uh, Paul Levesque wanted. Um, and they got that moment, and that was fine, but, like, there's still just so many flaws right now, and, like, when it ter- comes to business and box office, if you look at Cody, Roman, and Rock, Cody might be third on that list in terms of most appealing as champion. The Rock winning that match is getting headlines on ESPN, on Entertainment Tonight, on any media outlet you can think of, Look, Dwayne Johnson, you know, the voice of Maui, this movie star, the guy that runs the XFL, he's a champion in wrestling. That's a big deal. Roman winning gets us closer to the summer and him breaking Hogan's record. Cody winning, great. He finished the story that's good for wrestling fans. Wrestling fans don't matter as much when it comes to WrestleMania. For a uh, a kayfabe storyline-based wrestling show that we watched, 
is the Hogan number really that important? I mean, really, in the history books, I mean, Roman's in a spot right now that no modern wrestler is going to be able to reach. I mean, I know that Triple H likes these long runs. I mean, look at Rhea Ripley. Uh, look at Gunther. I know that they've had the championships for a long time. The championships don't move around very often. I get that. But does it really matter if Roman surpasses Hogan? Does it really? I think the only reason it matters is they still hold Hogan up in that high regard, especially the last few weeks where we've seen more video packages with him. Like Bruno, at least to me, is just sort of like a ghost, essentially, where it's like, oh, well, like, I don't really know Bruno. Like, yeah, we've heard the numbers. You've heard the stories. But most wrestling fans watching have seen Hogan and know how dominant Hogan was. And for Roman to take over the record books, I think that adds a little mystique to his character. Yeah, I think Gabe made it. He said it best. He says that Bruno was like the AFL. Yeah. And Hogan's like the NFL. Like, yep. I, obviously, I'm too young to remember the Bruno run. Um, wasn't around. You and I were not around for that. Uh, read about the magazines, though. Right. Read about how the dominance of Bruno dominating those four states in the Northeast. Uh, but uh, <laughs> world champion of, uh-huh. more like Northeast champion. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he ever left that corridor. Uh, but but nonetheless, he did have the championship, and he was a drawing champion. And so I get that. So the Bruno thing is going to be in a stratosphere by itself. No one will catch that ever, ever, ever. But the Hogan thing, maybe because Hogan's relevant now because he's getting a lot of marketing dollars around him. We're celebrating his uh, his first championship against the Iron Sheik, and so maybe that that matters in that regard. But it's like, man, if Roman gets out of WrestleMania as the champion, it's it's gonna be like, like and Cody doesn't get a finish the story. I mean, people are going to really be pissed. I won't because I know that Cody Rhodes is going to be the heavyweight champion. It's going to happen, and then from there, after about three years after that, he went back in AEW. So, so he, so he, so he's going to finish the story. It just, it may not be in Philly. Yeah. The other thing I've seen floated around is, you know, Cody being a student of the game mentions the garden a bunch. Is there a way you do Saturday night's main event on NBC on big NBC from the garden? And that's where Cody wins. Okay. So I've, I've read this and I heard this too. And this was something I heard from Jimmy Corderas as well. Okay. Uh, referee and and he said because this is his era talking about the saturday night's yeah. main event on nbc and, and i'm glad you brought that up because that's something that we have not brought up in news and notes and actually it's maybe a little bit too deep in the weeds but it is part of this new package that they get four prime timers don't they yep on and on nbc i believe so so battle of the belts 27 coming your way soon no that'll be that'll be no not that but but that they're that they're bringing that show back and yes it will be so Madison Square Garden, and let me just make sure it's clear. Saturday night's main event is is the house show name on Saturday. Oh, correct. Okay. And to but do they, it, it was a while ago, but they did it on TV at one point. No. Yeah, well, years and years ago in the eighties. I'm saying no, post eighties. I feel like there was at least one or two where they did it on TV. Was it like when the Shield ended? Was that a Saturday night's main event that was on Peacock on the on the WWE? feel like I remember one on TV, but I might be misremembering that. Okay, we're getting some updates here. Um, Seth says he showed up for work at once, talking about Roman, because Roman and <laughs> have taken the stage. So Roman takes the stage with Paul Heyman, according to C.J. Taylor. Seth says he finally showed up for work. Roman says he will choose who faces him at WrestleMania 40. Oh, he's going to choose, okay? Wait a minute. He's going to choose. 
So now here comes The Rock. And so we'll wait to see what The Rock has to say. So it's going to be Seth, uh, Roman, and Rock taking the stage. Okay. Uh, five episodes aired between 06 and 09 on NBC. Okay. So um, yeah. peak WWE time. <laughs> can, can I just tell you? Uh, here's the thing. It's an interesting idea. But um, I'm wondering what kind of number that does. It does a decent number. I'm good. Of course, the metric stick now is the NFL. Anything yeah. NFL. All right. So can you get, surpass an NBA number? Can you surpass a uh, a, a of that kind of number? Because you can't get NFL numbers with that anymore. No. So it, it could it be at the house that McMahon built at Madison Square Garden because it means still means a lot to that family, even though they're not involved anymore. Maybe that doesn't matter anymore, right? Because there's no McMahon involved. Uh, but Madison Square Garden still means a lot to WWE fans. So I've heard that theory as well. I don't rule that out either. But, I mean, compare this. In Philadelphia, at, at the Phillies, uh, the Eagle Stadium, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, 18, 19,000. Does sure. that, that matter? I feel like they still put so much name. I mean, we still hear it in basketball, like, basketball is better when the Knicks are good, when the garden's loud. Like there still is prestige around that name. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the WWE seems so much bigger now than the garden over the years. Sure. Because think about it. We know that it's a nice little house show to have during the holidays around, around the, you know, December 26th, somewhere there, you know, uh, maybe that uh, that same last week of the year, that's when WWE runs the Garden. Yeah. Okay, bro. It's, I mean, at one point it did mean something. But the WWE is now in Perth, Australia. They're going to be in France. You know, and the Garden was great for its time. And it's still a hub in the Northeast. But nothing like these stadiums are running now. That seems bigger to me now. But I think from a Cody standpoint, like, to do it there, because isn't that where Dusty won the title and had taken away? Yeah, against Billy Graham. So maybe there's something to that aspect of it. Sure, sure. Why not? I mean, like I said, he will finish his story before he yeah. goes back to AEW and runs the company. And maybe one day the story at the presser will finish. But let's get over <laughs> to news and notes. Uh, the Rock is on stage now, so maybe we'll add to news and notes as uh, we do this. Yes, because uh, it is. It's the, so, with, by the way, Seth Rollins is still out there with The Rock and uh, with uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. So what's Seth still doing out there? Is he, he's waiting too? That's the other weird part. Like, Seth's good to go for Mania, right? Uh, at least for a one-off with the knee, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so we're, uh, CJ Taylor telling us that it's a mixed reaction for The Rock. It's what you, what you uh, imagine. Yeah. Because everyone wants Cody, so it's as booze and cheers for the Rock right now because they didn't like Young Rock on NBC. All right, and <laughs> <ahead>, sir, <laughs> another Tony Khan big announcement last night, and this one is that March thirteenth, AEW Dynamite returns to Boston for big business. For those of you that were looking at the graphic and studying closely, in that graphic, the word Boston spelled with two S's. Those S's were also dollar signs. Read into that as you wish. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I don't know about you folks, but Brian Rhodes, my partner, sleuth. That's what I say. <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> I think a sleuth is what we have amongst us right now. Um, yes. 
So this was reported months ago by Fightful Select, and I'm going to give uh, Sean Rossap his flowers because he was the first to report that Mercedes Monet was going to come to AEW. To come to find out, she's been on the payroll for a while, just not wrestling, just kind of healing up. And so she's going to be there in Boston. Um, and boy, I didn't know that building would be available so quickly. It's amazing when you're a millionaire, by the way. <laughs> it's like, can I get an open date on Wednesday? Yep, yep. Let's book that right now, five weeks in advance. Wow, really? Wow, okay. So a cult, so a a a really a celebration of Mercedes Monet going back to her hometown in Boston, and that's cool because as you just mentioned, you talked about how the women's division and, and AEW in general getting better with their storylines. Yep. They are getting better. You're almost thinking about Britt Baker in the past now, based on the amount of women that are coming in now. Tony Storm wrestled like Tony Storm for once. Um, she's going to be heard from. Julia Hart, all these wrestlers, and now Mercedes Monet. There are dream matches up and down that roster, along with Ring of Honor, by the way, that yep. Mercedes Monet could be part of. Just book her right, man. Just, just book her right. She's got her own fan base just book her uh, correctly. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with her. Obviously, you know they we've seen with AEW they get those shiny new toys. They're excited. They book them well, and they run out of steam. I hope that's not the case for Mercedes because she's a game changer. So, is there a match off the top that you'd want to see Mercedes Monet versus? I'd love to see her and Tony. Mercedes Monet against Tony. Mercedes Monet against Athena. Yeah, Athena now. Yes, oh. Jamie Hader when she comes back. Oh. Oh. There, there, there's some dream matches there. Come on. I mean, we always saw her against Willow Nightingale, which is a yeah. good match because she got hurt. Yeah. She might, she might want to avoid Willow. Um, Thunder Rosa. Um, there's so many ways they can go. Parazzo. Yes. Polarizing on social for no damn reason. Yeah. Girl can social. go. And, but just... I'm just repulsed by us as wrestling fans to be able to talk about her body shaming her and all this kind of stuff. Like she's a really terrific wrestler yeah. a top notch, as a top notch wrestler right there. Um, so I just think that that's weird. Um, there's some, uh, we want Rocky Rocky sucks chance. So thank you. Thank you, Rocky. Now you're John Cena. Yep. Uh, elsewhere news and notes, Mike Johnson, the PW insider reporting. AEW might have some new headaches. Orange County prosecutors are moving forward with criminal charges against Cash Wheeler. He did plead not guilty to charges of aggravated assault with a firearm. So we know what this means. Uh, more uh, Dax the Axe singles matches coming up in 2024 if there's a prosecution there. Yeah, we um, we were uh, keeping our eyes on that story. And uh, he was he, did he uh, turn himself in? Is yeah. that what? Was, it was okay. a road rage thing. He showed a gun. He's back in court in a few weeks. But this is a charge that could face up to five years in prison. Mm. I We'll see if he does any time. I kind of doubt it. But I yeah. think there's going to be something that's going on with him. And, uh, you know, we love that tag team. But, again, you can't be brandishing a gun. I don't care what state you're in. You can't be brandishing a gun unless you feel like you're being seriously threatened and you got to defend yourself. Yep. Brian Pillman's daughter revealed on social media that WWE and the Pillman estate have reached a Legends deal. She says to stay tuned for new merchandise. That's really cool. Um, I love that for Brian Pillman. Saw him originally, bro. It's in WCW, and that's Flying Brian. And this is something that Jim Ross still hangs his hat on, talks about 
how this guy was a Cincinnati Bengal, and this guy was a nose tackle, did he say, <laughs> at that size? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so just the way that he was able to go from football to wrestling that quickly and not really uh, miss a beat, it's so unfortunate that he hurt his leg and then he got injured because even as with an injured Brian Pillman, he still signed with WWE because Vince McMahon thought so much of him because the way he could speak. And Jim Ross told him, like, man, if you can't go, you could be a great commentator. But Brian didn't want to do that. Right. He wanted to be a wrestler in the ring because he felt like um, he could really be amazing if he was healthy. I'm mad. Now, here's what I want you to think about. Brian Pillman in 2024 at his age. Now, his son is fine. He's a good wrestler. He's all right, yeah. Persona, to the point where you don't know if he's a heel or baby face. You don't know if he's shooting or not. He, he did a lot of weird shit <laughs> to get attention. Uh, when he was a wrestler, but he was he was wacky, right? He was unpredictable, and it was, he was working people. He's working the boys. He's working the office when he was in WCW. So, I uh, I'm glad that he's going to get his comeuppance. Now, what happens to Alexi King? You denounced your father in NXT yeah. storyline. So you going to be back in the mix now. You, you you I mean the whole premise is yeah, my dad. I I got my stepdad's name. Okay, so now your dad is going to have a legacy deal. You got something to say about it now or no? <laughs> That'll be the face turn. Uh, by the way, in a football player turned wrestler news uh, coming out today, Steve Mongo McMichael from your neck of the woods headed into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So happy for Mongo. It's so unfortunate that he's getting this nod now mm-hmm. because he's always been a Hall of Famer. He's great in college in Texas. And, um, you know, he is still with us. His wife, Misty, is great. Do I have a picture? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I got a picture. There we go. There's Mongo. <laughs> there. Got a picture of Mongo as the United States champion. Love we're, that. We're friends, and he still signed it for me. That's awesome. <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for, uh, for Mongo that he's going to the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, he was the United States champion, bro. It's, yep. But he was a terrible wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him, man. Mongo knows I love him because when he, we see each other, we put up the four. When he's long out of wrestling, I was still we identified when I put up the four horsemen sign. Uh, but he, boy, he had happy feet. Yeah. You, you remember that? There used to be a, a Twitter feed of Mongo's mistake <laughs> or whatever. They whip in the rope, and he just had like French Flintstone, like happy feet. Ooh. He just, you talk about some stuff on dynamite that might be a little bit sloppy. <laughs> I mean, Mongo, he was really green. But, <laughs> but hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, glad he's in hard I'm happy for him. That's awesome. All right. Uh, we're still monitoring a press conference. We still do not have a WrestleMania main event yet. So, no. No, so yeah, so, so just so we're up, up to date, Cody's on stage right now. We're, we're going to report this. We're going to stay on the air. because we're this here. A, this is as long election, as we need. <laughs> this is election coverage. <laughs> you know, in a couple of days, only the last 10 minutes of this podcast will be relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> outside, of, outside of the uh, other notes that we had about uh, TNA and AEW, um, Cody Rhodes is on stage right now with the other three competitors. Cody's face to face with Roman, and we'll find out exactly what's being said in a moment. But this picture, by the way, of the actual Samoan uh, tree, family tree, pretty cool looking. I'm gonna have to take a look at that and break that down and see how many, how many wrestlers from the tree I've actually seen. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Cody's saying that I won the Royal Rumble. That's what he's saying to the crowd at T-Mobile Arena right now. Yes, you did. Yep. You know what? Before, before this happens, and I'm gonna give you match of the week in a second. 
Bronson, I kind of feel like he's going to try to get himself in a three-way dance. I think he's going to try to get his way into Roman versus Rock. What do you think? I don't know. Your, 59 minutes in. Give your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got two nights of Roman. Okay. Cody says, I choose you, Roman Reigns. Then what the hell was Friday? Uh, okay. And now Triple H has made his way out to the stage as well. Can we, uh, take, can we take the audio of this or no? <laughs> I don't think so. How are we going to take that? Are you off your phone? Yeah. Can we do that or no? I, I don't know. We have Peacock permission. Okay. Never mind that. We'll just we'll retweet. do retweet. CJ Taylor, uh, your check's in the mail. And by that, I mean there's no check coming, but I appreciate you updating no, us. We'll give him something for this. That's right. Cody says, I choose you, Roman Reigns, at WrestleMania. Uh, match of the week. And we'll review that in just a moment. Match of the week. So there's a lot of choices here, Pro. It's first, yep. we talked earlier about Swerve versus Hangman. That speaks for itself. Uh, a match I would like to see, you know, 20 more times. That's a real blood feud between the two. Now it's going to be a three-way dance at, at uh, Revolution with uh, Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Hangman. We talked about Big Bill and Ricky Starks against um, Sting and Darby Allen. Just Sting, what he was able to do, Darby Allen as well is the best that we've seen from Big Bill in those uh, green Timberlands, <laughs> uh, which is a, uh, which is great. Ricky Starks, they got over with me in the match. They were good in a loss, those two. Big yeah, Bill, they're awesome. Starks. Um, so uh, Cody against Nakamura, a match we did not need no. again, but they had to set something up. You know, Triple H loves to have the, a match three or four times. Um, they got a bull rope, but Dusty's bull rope. Yeah, which was which was interesting. Like, you, but again, you watch the match and you know Nakamura's gonna lose. Right. You just know he's gonna lose. Uh, I'll just add one more, and it's uh, Hedgesero against Danielson uh, at um, Collision. At Collision, boy, what a match that was. Yep. So damn good. Like, I almost feel like with this category, when we do our matches of the week. Like, it's the Brian Danielson Swerve Strickland matches of the week. Like. You got them. Whatever they're doing is going to be in it, and then whatever else happened that week. I mean, it just, it just. Uh, I mean, so I hadn't seen this man wrestle before. This masked man, Hedgesero. Uh, I've never seen him wrestle before. He did some things I had never seen before, leg locks and everything else. It was just. I just thought it was amazing, and it was totally different from anything we've seen this week because it was mat based. Yeah. And so when you're that close, when you're um, in. On, pretty much on the Mexican border of Texas is where this emanated from. Um, just to know that, that that fan base that was watching on Saturday night knew who Hetrocero was. Yeah. They knew who he was. Now, we didn't. We're not watching CMLO. Well, I'm just telling you, like, it, we have to be transparent about these things. We only have so much wrestling bandwidth, and I'm, I, I'm not watching CMLL every week. So well, Meltzer I, says it might be part of Forbidden Doors. So I might need to start watching more. I, I guess. But that was a fantastic match to the point where – I think Danielson should have lost. How about that? Wow, okay. But even like the mat wrestling getting over, which like you always hear people criticize like the spot and things like that. Like that was impressive. Um, so I agree that match, Hangman Swerve, some others I'll throw out there. The match before that, Eddie versus Brian Keith, and then Brian Keith being all elite. That was a fun match between those two on Saturday night. Yes, I'm happy for Brian Keith because Brian Keith was uh uh, you know, for a guy that had been with the company, I already thought he was all elite. Yeah. <laughs> contract there. Uh, you know, it's something weird, bro. I want you to notice next next time you see him, as we see the the Rock slap Cody Rhodes. The Rock just slapped Cody Rhodes. Okay. He slapped the shit out of Cody. 
And so now we got a problem, and we still don't know what's up with this uh, this matchup. My point is, is that um, next time you notice, um, who were we just talking about? The uh, the rest of the uh, Brian Keith. Brian Keith. Yeah. Next time you see Brian Keith, notice how he looks small, but he wrestles big. Yeah. If you if, if you know what I mean, like you notice that like Eddie Kingston had to on the lockup had to go down to to lock up because you're not used to wrestlers that are shorter than him. But I think that Keith, the way he's able to you know point to the sky and the way he's kind of on his tiptoes, kind of like Randy Savage. You know, Savage was actually like five ten, <laughs> but he wrestled like six foot because he's always on the move. You can never catch him. You know, he's always weird and moving his. So he actually was not at six foot. Um, but I think the same thing from Keith where. He's not just like a little wrestler. He's dressed in black, so you can't really tell. It's uh, it's interesting to watch him perform. And I think it's cool also after the match, like when he finds out he's all elite, like he plays that big mean guy, like that smile, that was genuine emotion out of him on Saturday. Um, I have another one as we uh, okay. So now all we have is Rock and uh, we have we have Rock and uh, Roman Reigns still left on the stage as they moved Cody off. Yeah, so I think the general consensus of this press conference that looks like it's wrapping up is that we got nothing out of it. We still don't know the Mania main events. Okay. Well, you and I need to talk about this now. <laughs> okay. This will be the this will be the finale here. I I want to give a shout out to DIY against uh Imperium and New Day yes. and the Brothers, because I just thought that that was the best match on Raw. On Completely Monday. agree. And the other one I want to give love to also, Dragunov versus Trick Williams from NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, was Oh, how good was that match? I did not see it. It was so good. It was awesome. The turn after from Carmelo, the HBK essential you know clone at this point, that was just a damn good match. There's things in NXT watching that show where there are wrestlers I want to see more of, they're also wrestlers that I understand why they're on NXT and I don't watch every week, but that main event was damn good this weekend. All right. Let's start here. Broads, here we go. <laughs> so this is uh, the lights out section of Good Karma Wrestling because whether you, you can stay or leave, but we're going to talk about this right now. This is the lights out section. The, the show's over, but now this is the addition. All right. So the WrestleMania kickoff from Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena is over. And this is our post-coverage of the kickoff. Now, we know that we had the combatants. When there was Seth Rollins. There was Roman Reigns. There was Cody Rhodes. Uh, there was The Rock. They were all there. They were all there. You saw Paul Heyman and some of the other dignitaries from WWE. And they were there to be able to find out who was going to be in the main event for WrestleMania night one or night two. And I'm seeing fans leave the arena right now because – I don't think that we have found out who's going to wrestle who yet. Well, let's recap Cody Rhodes' last few weeks. So a few weeks ago, uh, Saturday night, wins the Rumble, points at Roman, says, I want you, Roman. Then on SmackDown, he says, all right, not at Mania, Roman. I'm going to take everything from you, but not at Mania. And now tonight he says, hey, Roman, I want you at Mania. Right? That's where we're at with Cody right now? Yes. But is it booked, though? It's not booked. That has to be something that... Okay, you and have the Rock was to... apparently offended that Cody took shots at their family. Okay, that's fine, but there's nothing that was set in stone. Triple H already spoke before the combatants came out. The people 
uh, in Las Vegas came to the T-Mobile Arena to find out who was going to be in the main event at WrestleMania and to have how many people that were there to be able to see what was going to happen and then still have no conclusion, that's unfair to the fans. That's also unfair to the media that traveled to Las Vegas on Super Bowl week to be able to be part of this, and then there's no announcement. Are you, are you shitting so me? No like, you shitting me? They did nothing. They got over uh, almost 300,000 people watching on YouTube, though. Okay, so why did they do that? That's the question. Why would they do something like that and 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 bring the people there and then still not have a solution to this? Cody says, "I want Roman." Okay, that makes them the waters murker very murky. Yeah, and yeah, I know the storyline continues, but they said it was supposed to happen now. That we're supposed to find out in Vegas what the main event is going to be. They're still stretching this out. Do you think the WWE knows at this point? No, I feel like they're scrambling. They don't know what they're doing right now. They're going to make us turn into Friday and try and figure out then. How long are they going to push this down the road and just kick the rock? No pun intended. Well, I, you see, I don't I don't know. I have, I have no understanding of what they're doing here. What is going on? And Pat McAfee has to work this. Doesn't that man work enough hours? <laughs> well, he's already out there with his show in Vegas. He just wa- walked over. Okay. <laughs> care of this. So what do you think the end result is going to be with this, bro? It's, how, how will they handle this? Because there's supposed to be some kind of announcement out of this in Vegas, and we get nothing. I don't think we get anything. I think it's the WWE just saying, like, oh, we don't know what to do. So the graphic behind them is Roman and Cody. Yes. I don't know if that means anything. Okay. So what does this mean for, like, Drew McIntyre also? That still matters. What's happening with Drew McIntyre? No idea. Oh, they are interviewing Triple H in the back right now. Okay. Uh, do you think we'll get clarity from that? No. I, I think that's it. Tune in Friday. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you thinking of stretch us out already to SmackDown? <laughs> Why not? Okay. Hard to well, say what went on. A lot of tension right there. The Rock's walking by Triple H. A lot of egos. This is all from Hunter. Okay. So Rock and Roman are walking out together. Like, as if they're a unit. Well, this is supposed to be part of the family tree, right? I mean, yeah, uh, Rock said it's out of line that Cody talked about the family like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or will we get a four way dance? Uh, Roman Rock. <laughs> Hunter is left speechless, just staring at Rock's reaction. So you throw Seth in and just do a four way? I'm just wondering. But then that doesn't solve anything for night one or night two, whatever this is going to be. I just think that it's very disappointing that they did not come to a conclusion so where you can pump up what's going on. Now, listen, with CM Punk not being part of this, I know that is you know, a very difficult decision to find out who's going to be night one, night two. But it doesn't mean that you got to keep stretching this out. You got to find out. You People travel to Vegas to be able to see this and still no resolution. I think that that's disappointing. CM Punk does say when people don't like each other, that sells tickets. And also the let men fight when they're fighting. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool, well, guys. Thanks, Hunter. All right. So um, my prediction is, is that I could see um, the opportunity for Cody Rose to find a way to get in this matchup with uh, The Rock and Roman Reigns. Also... Is there, like, if we go four-way, like, the men's chamber, is there a men's chamber? Like, I think they're scrambling. There's no way they expected this reaction. 
they expected Rock to come out. They do the stand down. Everyone's excited, and then all of a sudden, people are like, "No, we want Cody." He's like, "No, you don't. You want you want the Rock. Look, we're giving you Dwayne." And now they're scrambling. They don't know what to do. C.J. Taylor, we should put him to the uh, the platform here because he's done yeoman's work. C.J. Taylor says, "Rock to Triple H." The quote is, "Either you fix it, or we will." You don't talk shit about my family. Okay. Yeah, so I had it up for that. So the two of them are wa- Roman and Rock are walking out as a unit together. They walk by Hunter. He yells at Hunter, and that's it. Okay. Now I, you know, usually how this works in boxing and MMA is is that the matches are signed or clearly defined, and you are just doing the weigh-ins, as you well know, right. and and you're, you know, you get some verb, some uh, back and forth, some barbs on the mic, and the match is already locked in, and then that's it. But we're not getting that. Nothing. Uh, their stream says, thanks for watching. <laughs> That's it, right? Yes. I got the same thing. Okay. Well, just like WWE says, thanks for watching. Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking in to Good Karma Wrestling. As we told you, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, youtube.com for Good Karma Wrestling. Like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And also at GKW underscore wrestling on Twitter, X. Make sure that you follow us there. And now, my friend, we are on TikTok. There we go. You heard about this. <laughs> Maybe there's a main event there. Go, go search through TikTok. Maybe we can find it there. Look for Good Karma Wrestling on TikTok as well. GKW Wrestling is where you can find us on TikTok uh, as we give you the breaking news and quick opinions on what's going on. So follow us there as well. All right. So for Gabe Neitzel, who's almost in Vegas for this one, he'll be disappointed when he lands and finds yeah. that everything's ended at uh, T-Mobile. He can go to Collision this weekend, though. He'll be there in Henderson. I'm in Henderson, Nevada, but Collision! Um, along with uh, Brian Rhodes, I'm John Hood. Thanks so much for listening to uh, Good Karma Wrestling. Make sure that you hit us up. Give us your thoughts on what's happening with AEW, WWE, TNA, and everything in pro wrestling. It's good. Welcome to a special edition of GKW Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee with me. Uh, I guess I can't even say as always because I wasn't even a part of episode 108, but here we are with episode 108 and a half. Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm and catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, of course, Jonathan Hood. Uh, We are here reacting to the WWE press conference that happened earlier today in Las Vegas where it became official, your main event. For WrestleMania 40, Cody gets to finish his story. But the way this thing has been going, who knows if he will finish the story. Roman versus Cody is your main event at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. It's been somehow a long and winding road to get here, even though it's been less than a week. Um, It's a rumble. That was a month ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see some of the good things in here, uh, but there are a lot of holes, I think, and also in, in the way in which we've arrived to Roman versus Cody. And I, I guess I just don't even know what to believe anymore. I think there were some stories that were maybe even planted amongst dirt sheet folks. Because ultimately, it does seem like this was done to he- try to heat up Cody even more. But also, um, the, the whole thing just is is an overbooked mess to me. Again, I, I like some of the things. Like, 
if you were there live for the press conference today, I'm sure it was electric. Like it seemed, you know, I mean, Cody slap or rock slapping Cody. Like there were, there are some good moments there. There are some good, as I pointed out in a Cody versus CM Punk promo from a few weeks back, I think there are some good moments that you might be able to pull and make it make sense in one of those five minute promo videos leading into the WrestleMania matches that could be evolving from this. But it just seemed really unnecessary the last couple of weeks in order to get to where we're now at, which is where we were two weeks ago. Well, what I would say is if I was at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, I'd be pissed because I did see the hour press conference, but it was announced by Triple H on social media that we're going to get Cody Rhodes trying to finish the story against Roman Reigns. Like if I sat there, I learned about WWE speed uh, I, I learned about, you know, hearing from Bianca Belair and everything else in between. But, hosting but when, Cody said, when Cody said he picked Roman, you didn't consider that official at that point? He's the winner of the Royal Rumble. He gets to pick his champ. The second he goes, I choose you, then that's the decision. Yeah, but it got murky at the end because there's pushing and slapping. And so, I mean, I mean, that's fine. But now the other part of it is who does Seth Rollins face? And then what happens at chamber and all this other stuff so to me bro it's yes we are we have it here on social media it's official through triple h's twitter roman reigns against cody rhodes okay the main event at wrestlemania now what what else well i'll throw out by the way gabe when he came out i was like well, i thought you guys already did this i thought you followed the press conference and i was like well yeah nothing happened at the press conference they just sort of talked because six days ago cody said he's not facing roman at mania so who knows if we can believe cody and maybe tomorrow night we go a different direction. Who knows? <laughs> That's right. I mean, yes, it's been a circular route to get here, uh, Gabe. But the point is, all of this is happening because of one of the panelists here tonight, and that's CM Punk. If CM Punk doesn't get hurt, the story was, and we talked about it earlier, and I think we all know it, but we have to say it again. It was going to be Cody Rhodes against Roman anyway in night two for WrestleMania, and Punk was going to win the Elimination Chamber and go on to take on Seth Rollins for the World's Heavyweight Championship night one. That was the plan until CM Punk got hurt. And then they tried to figure out, okay, Punk's out, so how do we handle this? How do we handle The Rock? And then what about Damian Priest? And what about uh, Drew McIntyre? All that still matters. It's in the vortex of everything that's happening around the championship. Well, but, but, but you can't say on SmackDown in Alabama, I'm going to step aside for The Rock. He walks away and then come back to Vegas and without any explanation, he goes, yeah, I choose you. But you walked away originally. So what happened there? Yeah, there's, again, I think some things that need to be explained. And again, it's just tried to, it, it's hard to... <laughs> I guess the fun part about it was trying to figure out everything through, you know, a lot of the people who typically do a very good job following yeah. all this stuff. But I mean, I think it was Meltzer who had the initial report of, oh, Rock versus Roman was penciled in when Rock agreed to something back in, you know, on like January 3rd. And obviously that's not the case. Who, who knows what the case is and, and how they decided to get here. I, I get, I, I can be excited for heel rock. I think I'm really excited for that. I think that's always like one of the better versions of rock. I, I, I met, I just, I can picture, like I picture him in one of his later runs when he was still, you know, kind of full time when he would take the guitar and roast every city he was going to. And somehow the city still loved it because it was the rock, Like heel rock. I can get behind. 
like rock aligning with Roman because Cody insulted their family. I can get behind. It just seemed like we took a, a really strange route to get to again, where we were two weeks ago, but they're trying to fold in Cody. But, but again, here's, so here's the wild part now. So what happens with Seth? Right. And by the way, are we going to work some sort of tag team match now with Roman and Rock versus Seth and Cody? Are we going to ask Seth, who's not healthy, to work two nights of WrestleMania? One with a tag, one where he's going to defend the title? There's Because I feel like we're also putting a lot of eggs in the, oh yeah, Seth's going to be healthy by Mania Basket, which, again, a 38-year-old dealing with some of the injuries he's dealing with, I would not be as confident as they see. Yeah, I think that's the sort of working theory right now is tag match night one, title matches night two. But I know this wasn't their intention, but as of now, I'm more interested in Rock Cody than I would be Cody Roman. Why is that? Like, we've seen more storytelling there, like Rock going on McAfee today and talking about the Cody crybabies and him cursing at Triple H saying, handle that. Like, I'm more invested in that. We've seen Roman and Cody, and that doesn't do it for me right now. Well, well, because who's who's the true head of the table? Cody Cody insulted the family, and who stepped up? Right. Roman was sort of quiet, just standing back as Rock was going off tonight. Well, all this tells me is that the bloodline story of Roman Reigns always needing to have backup to win the championship got just got stronger. Sure. Because the Rock, if the Rock certainly is behind Roman, if that is true that The Rock is okay with being a heel coming off of Hollywood, and he's going to align himself with Roman Reigns, and then we're not going to get a Roman versus Rock head of the table match. That means that Cody goes into WrestleMania against Roman and loses because The Rock is in the corner of Roman. It's already, you got Solo. It's already got one of those. Uh -huh. It's one of the things you got Heyman, but you, now you got The Rock as well. Okay, so if The Rock's not going to turn on Roman, and, and there's still going to be a line all the way to WrestleMania, guys, that means it's going to be very difficult, again, for Cody to go in there by himself and try to win and go through the gauntlet of uh, the Samoan heritage and family to get past Roman Reigns. Can't wait for QT Marshall to uh, walk Cody to the ring at WrestleMania 40 to be his backup. Unless The Rock does turn. like It's almost like Tyson, Austin, Michaels. Rock turns, Cody wins, and we do Rock Roman at 41 with no title involved. Yeah, so you gotta shake. Uh, you gotta shake uh, the uh, rock out of the family tree, the vast yeah. family tree. It's a very large tree. <laughs> so that's what which. Happened. By the way, that was a cool visual. It like was, that was yeah. that was cool. <laughs> I really liked. I really liked unveiling the the actual family tree. That was pretty sweet. And brother, all true. By the way, when you look. Oh yeah. Right. That is an amazing, amazing tree. That's a lineage and a lot of wrestling in there, uh, and some. Uh, not even in WWE, I got a little Jacob Fatu somehow as a cousin in this as well. Uh, it's an amazing visual. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I can see all the little, like, good things in this, and yet it's still not, like, quite connecting all the way. Like, it's, it's, it's almost like one of those half-baked ideas. Like, it just wasn't fully thought out all the way, and yet there are some really good pieces, I think, that you can take out of it. And, um... You know, again, when, when Rock said today, hey, I think this is going to be something that people are going to be talking about forever. And Cody's tweeting out, hey, appreciate the support, but trust me. And again, there's there's little things in here that I really want to like. And yet there's just something 
that just isn't connecting with me. It's like that movie you really want to enjoy, and then you walk out and you're like, eh. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I need to go back and watch it again. And you go back and watch it again, and it still just does not quite connect. Yeah. Because it's like, there's wrestling logic, and there's just like hoping that wrestling fans are stupid. And that's what this is. Because within the last mm. two weeks, you have Cody saying, I want Roman. I won the Rumble. You have Cody saying, eh, not at Mania. It's yours, Dwayne. And then you have Cody saying, all right, I want you, Roman. Like, make it make sense. Well, it's, it's what we know. The Rock thought that he'd be taking on Roman. I don't know if that's because he is now part of TKO and feels like he can call his own shot. The, from the information that we received, The Rock wanted to take on Roman for WrestleMania. So it's like, you want me to come back for the first time in 12 years and wrestle? It's got to be at WrestleMania. It's got to be at the top. Now, here's the thing about this. The Rock, every time he comes back, he gets injured. The right. last couple of times, he hasn't wrestled in 12 years. He's 51 years of age. And so this is one of those things where The Rock, because he's got so much pride, he's not going to do a 10-minute match. He won't even do like that schmaz that we saw with Kevin Owens and, uh, and Steve Austin where, you know, he's just walking, talking, just fighting down the aisle. He's not even going to do that. The Rock wants to take on Roman. That was the idea. Now, again, even for Rock and Roman, the way it sounds, it sounds like that's going to be shelled for a while as well. Like you said, Rowan, that might be WrestleMania 41. Who knows? But what I'm saying is, is that this is what The Rock wanted. And things changed because well, because of the CM Punk injury. Now again, how does how does Rock work his way in it? Maybe Rock doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania 40. And by the way, because he's gotten so many boos, I think the audience is okay with that. But I is think the that, Rock I, okay with that? Like, is that a good business decision? There's no way he expected to hear Rocky sucks chance in the year 2024. Because from a business movie making standpoint, if there's one eight year old out there that says. I don't want to see that movie. The Rock, we boo him. That's not a good business decision for him. Yeah, yeah. but I mean that. But it's not an eight-year-old. I mean, I guess maybe he's chanting "Rocky sucks," but he's just doing it because all the other people are doing it. But I mean, the the Rock isn't. I think the intention was always going to be coming back as a heel because again, he's not going on McAfee today. Like, calling him Cody Crybabies is a heel is a heel move. But that's yeah. and those seeds were planted. But I, I, I guess I don't think they pivoted. I, I don't okay. think that they pivoted. I think that this was the plan all along. Um, because I, I go back to last Friday, but this thing only blew up on the internet. Because if you go back to SmackDown last Friday, go back and watch it. When, when he says, somebody who knows you really well, and everyone has that anticipation, and you hear the, if you smell, and, and, and Roman's eyebrows, which, by the way, Roman nailed it. Just nailed the reaction. The the place went like again, like it's it's rivaling the only pops that get that loud in WWE anymore are Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico and Sammy in Montreal. Otherwise, it's the Rock everywhere else, and the crowd went crazy. The crowd was eating out of the Polo Rock's hands last week, and again, it, I, maybe it got a little out of control. And then the WWE, I don't even think it got that out of control because Twitter's not real life. I think the WWE planted the We Want Cody signs. They started planting that. So I think that's, to me, that's what, this is all a WWE creation. I don't think there was a pivot at any point because, again, the crowd was ready to cheer Rock last Friday. And they were cheering Rock last Friday, even though he stepped in and took Cody's spot. The only that, go ahead. Yeah. Well, was, to that point, like we're two months out from Mania. Yeah. 
Does the We Want Cody movement, does it even have as much steam then going into Mania? Now that they've actually given it to the fans? Yeah, yeah I think so. And, okay. And I just want to point out from St. Louis, the We Want Cody um, signs that we saw. Um, somehow, some way, in the same font. You guys, you guys noticed that it was the same font. So, who the WWE doling those uh, those <laughs> posters out? Same font. We want Cody. Not 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 one in marker. Not one in crayon. Not you know. Not a big W and a small E. Oh, same font. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it sounds like there might have been propaganda made by the WWE. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I think it yeah. is a plant all along. That there was yeah. no pivot. This was this was the convoluted, overbooked plan from day one. Uh, well, the the punk thing, though, to me, threw a monkey wrench in things. But what oh, I absolutely. just laid out—that's exactly what the WWE is trying to do. They want to have it clean cut. That's the way they want to have it. And, and here's why. When it comes to The Rock, you remember that first Raw in San Diego where people were like all about The Rock. Like, yeah, man, you want to be head of the table? Sure. Um, and I, I think that people are down for a head of the table match. And maybe the and maybe they were down for The Rock winning the Universal Championship. But when it came to Cody and him trying to finish the story, no, fans did not want that. They didn't want what they consider a part-timer, old-timer, kind of like Goldberg or Triple H or Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker. They didn't want to have The Rock to be in that spot. It just shows the generations in that regard, too, right? That, I mean, there's people in the 90s that still love The Rock. This generation's all about Cody. It's all about Seth Rollins and Kevin Owen. They look at, they love The Rock, but not to that point that he's going to take over because they know what that looks like. They don't want that guy to be able to take over the championship. And all of a sudden, he becomes a heel, which, which is great, actually, for him. No matter the business, bro, it's by the way, no matter the, the football league and the new movie, that he likes the idea that he could be a heel because either way he's going to get attention. But, but there was a change there with the punk injury, and so here we are. Now I just need to know what Seth Rollins is doing. I'm interested in that now. Yeah. I mean, the biggest mistake they made, though, well, maybe it wasn't a mistake because, again, like if Cody doesn't win the Rumble, you know, I think everybody's okay with Rock Roman. Mm-hmm. You know, if if McIntyre wins the Royal Rumble and challenges Seth and you get ahead of the table match, I mean, obviously that ends up booking Cody out of it and you have to figure something else out. But, like, I, I don't – you were there at the Royal Rumble, Brian. Were people going crazy for Cody when he won no. the Royal Rumble in Tampa? No, it wasn't that – like, people seemed bored by it, but there also wasn't Rock chance. Like, people seemed disappointed there wasn't the Rock because there were those rumors that he was going to win the Rumble. I wonder now, and I wouldn't have put it past it, what happens if Cody doesn't win at Mania? <laughs> I'm telling you, The Rock is out there for a reason. It, I, I mean, mean if, if he's not he's not wrestling Seth, we know that. And if it, if it is true, that's going to be Cody against uh, Roman too. What does The Rock do? Well, The Rock is the second. He will be backing up Roman in this match. And so, what is many people that's aligned with Seth with um. Uh, with uh, the heavyweight champion, with Roman Reigns, I'm not sure how Cody wins that match. And and so I, happens, I just told you how QT Marshall's is is no. his yeah. assistance to the ring. No, he just won the world title on the indie fed QT, down Matt Cardona, he gets yeah. all the indie guys backing him up. DDP, he was at the presser for the Rumble asking questions. That's a that's a great episode of AEW just laid out there. <laughs> 
fact, I'm pretty sure I've seen that episode of AEW. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. seen that on Rampage. I think that I think that, I think that is uh, Cody Rhodes uh, eating Nick Aldis. I think that's what we saw. As a matter of fact, I, think laid out I think that's what you just laid out. Uh, his dog, uh, his that wife, Pharaoh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I just, uh, you know, I, I always think about a year ago where Vince McMahon said, "No, we're going to squeeze another one out of this because Cody Rhodes ultimately should have won the first time." Mm-hmm. I squeeze another one out of this as if, boy, if we get a second one, boy, we can make more money. Same money. This is not one of those things where you had to do a Cody versus Roman two. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do it at all. But this is the decision. This is the difference between Vince booking and Triple H booking. You know, Triple H probably looks at this as like, I'm going to fix this. Because if it's Vince, more than likely, he would probably have Cody lose. He probably would have Cody lose. And you know what? This might happen anyway. When does he finish the story? Does it have to happen at WrestleMania? Can it happen at SummerSlam? If it's not at WrestleMania, is, is the story still not complete? It could be at any time. Yeah. Well, I, I was honestly, I was going to be completely on board with Cody versus Seth and then for all the titles at SummerSlam. You know, Cody takes on Rock or Roman, whoever won the head of the table match, and all the titles are on the line at SummerSlam, and Cody can finish the story there. Which, because again, like as as even though as Cody continues to get a little bit over now, like in in SummerSlam is even I think starting to slip away from being the hardcore fans WrestleMania a little bit, but like Cody is still almost one of us. Because he, when he came back to WWE, he used the W word in it. Wrestling. Yep. Wrestling. I mean, what? You're allowed to say that in WWE? Even though the first W stands for, you know, like. So, world. Yeah, that's world. I, I, I realize I meant, made a mistake. <laughs> I move on, but thank you for pointing it out. The second W. It was the second W. Um, world wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, it, it, it's getting a little late. Um, <laughs> it's past my bedtime, but no, like, but, but again, like Cody showing up in WWE, it's like, okay. Like he was almost the hardcore wrestling yeah. guy because he's allowed to say the word wrestling and not call everyone a superstar and kind of bring that real feel back, um, to the WWE. Like, so even cause he's not a WWE guy, like he's still not a, despite him being here now for a couple of years and going through a couple of WrestleManias, like he's still to me not a WWE guy until he kind of goes over the WWE guy of Roman Reigns. So I, him him ending at SummerSlam, I think you could make that make a lot more sense than WrestleMania, but that's ultimately not the direction they decided to go in. They had a lot of pieces to play with. I love Roman saying, you know what, I'm the universal champion. I choose the rock. Yeah. You notice that notice that in the press conference, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then, then it got kind of confusing. Like, okay, nobody wants now. Now that audience in Vegas didn't want to see that. Like, I thought you want to see that. Like, no more <laughs> four, four weeks ago. Pickle fans, as Brian Danielson was saying, you right. got pickle, pickle fans. But uh, I think that this finds a way to work itself out. I'm just saying, like, I like to see the rest of the card. Like, so Damian Priest is going to be Damian Sandow. He'll never be able to cash this in. This money in the bank. And then I think I the, the Dragonov. He's going to cash it on him. New NXT champ. This guy here, he's he's already got dragon off losing the championship to him. The priest, not, yeah, not Baron Corbin, priest. That's huh? what he's, he's going to cash in. Yeah, and I suggested to him, I know that in his heart, heart of hearts, 
he wants him to cash in on Rhea Ripley. He, 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 he wants he wants now that. it's cooking. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. This guy he wants Rhea Ripley to lose the championship to uh, to Drew McIntyre. I'm hey, sorry, look, I mean, if, if Priest, hey, if Priest cashes in on Dragonoff, he's going to the CW, baby. He's going yeah. to the, you know, that, that's big time going over to the CW. It's so bad. That won't be entertaining. He needs truth with him. That's the only way that that works. <laughs> I, I just, uh, but you know what? This is going to find, find its way to work itself out. But boy, that one injury just took everything out of whack, I think, for the WWE. They didn't know. I mean, but this is what happens when you rely on aging veterans. CM Punk, that's sticking the beehive in AEW and now in WWE, causing havoc. <laughs> havoc everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Because of the injuries can't stay held again. Same thing with The Rock. When you don't do it all that often, you know, it, it, it opens you up to injury. And. Unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at with Punk. And I, again, I'm I'm still very curious to see if Seth Rollins can actually even wrestle at go go at Mania. I, yep, that is an important part of this whole equation as well. I, yeah, yeah, they we, continue, we, we they continue to act like he's going to be healthy. And I, I guess good for you. I hope he's healthy. I want him to be healthy. <laughs> Seth Rollins deserves to defend that championship at WrestleMania. But the dude's 38 years old, and again, if somebody suffered that injury in any other sport, in the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, like you're going, oh, yeah, he's not going to be ready in a couple months. <laughs> but everyone just, oh, yeah, sure. No, no, no problem. He'll be ready for Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. A healthy Seth Rollins, and obviously all the three of us would book it for Elimination Chamber, Rock and Roman against Seth and Cody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strange bedfellows match, you know. That that's that's what it would be. But who knows if Seth can go? I'd rather for Seth to be healthy as healthy as he can be at WrestleMania for the one off, yep. and then he drops the title to whomever, and then that'll be the end. Yeah, just go get healthy, man. Take care of your take care of your body. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I, again, if I'm at T-Mobile and I get and Cody says I choose you, like it. I don't know if I'll go away from that arena saying, okay, so is that the match? Because that was not official. I think, was it about a half hour after yeah. that press conference? And then then Triple H said it's official? Because I'd be well, It's walking- a free event. So that's how WWE gets through. Like, you can't complain. You you have to pay anything to show up. You get what you pay for. You're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but the journalist, the journalist yeah. traveled like a Sean Ross sap, by the way. They had to go from Lexington, Kentucky to Vegas. You know, it, on Super Bowl week, because I'm sure a lot of, you know, cabs and, and cars are available just to take you where well, you need to go. It's only Super Bowl week. That's all. Well, now you can stick around. Go to Henderson for uh, Collision on Saturday night. Thanks for that. See, that's where we thought you were going. That's where we thought you were. We thought that you were going your way to <laughs> We thought you were covering the event. Right? You're closer to Vegas than I am, so I just thought, you know, you'd be covering it for us. There's a SmackDown and a Raw before we're on air next. How many more times is the main event going to change before then? Uh, maybe one other time. But okay. Uh, and, and by the way, smart business by WWE. And I'll, I'll close it with this. Here's why it's smart. Solidify, please, the main event. Because the last thing you want is for the WWE audience to hijack the show. If you see the, the, you see the cities that the WWE is going to be in before WrestleMania, Chicago and Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> oh. 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 
you better get it right before you go into those cities, man, because they'll look the cities that will hijack your show. Oh, yeah. And, and then just crash it. Brook, Chicago, then Brooklyn to Philly. Did Triple H not say people went into business for themselves? I believe that was one of the lines yeah. he had tonight. Well, guess guess where guess where fans like to go into business for themselves if you ain't giving them what you and what they want. Those two places. <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, well, again, an exciting day in the world of professional wrestling. Where where else would we be but on the road to WrestleMania? If they change the main events before now in SmackDown. Look, you're just going to have to deal with it. I don't know if we can take it anymore. If they change between now and SmackDown. If they change again after SmackDown, maybe we'll jump on and do something again this weekend. One thing I do know for sure is we'll be back next Friday. Make sure you comment, subscribe, youtube.com slash Wrestling. Next Thursday, right here.